Streaming has gotten way too complicated, but you can hack the system with Prime Video. It has everything in one app with one password. See Roadhouse and the National Women's Soccer League both included with Prime. Plus, you can buy Premier Boxing or stream the NHL and NBA playoffs on Max with the Bleacher Report sports add-on. Or add Paramount Plus for the Masters on CBS. Prime Video. Restrictions apply. Prime membership required for add-on subscriptions. See Amazon.com slash Amazon Prime for details. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Hi, let's talk about Pro Plan Sport. Pro Plan Sport is advanced nutrition made to fuel strength and stamina in active dogs like yours. So wherever your next journey together takes you, Start it off right with the high-performance fuel your dog needs to keep pushing you every step of the way. Pro Plan Sport. Learn more at ProPlansport.com. Thanks for listening to the Herd Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday on Fox Sports Radio at noon to 3 Eastern, 9 a.m. to noon Pacific. Find your local station for the Herd at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching Fox Sports Radio or FSR. Now let's get this party started. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. All right, welcome in. Second hour live in L.A. It's the Herd wherever you may be and however you may be listening. Thanks for making us part of your day. Way to go, Denver. Great American sports city. Detroit and Denver are two sports cities. Too much attention is paid to the big, huge markets. Denver's a big city. Detroit's a big city. They're not as big as a Chicago, maybe a Dallas, Atlanta. But Denver and Detroit love everything. In, in Detroit, they like NASCAR. They like college football. They like hockey. Denver's the same way. How about this stat from last night? The Nuggets are the first team in the Western Conference to win a title not from California or Texas since 1979. California and Texas have dominated the Western Conference until the Nuggets just snuck in. Well, California and Texas have a lot of teams. Have a lot of good teams, yes, yes. Clippers, well, they don't win anything, but Lakers, Warriors. Well, let me throw this at you. Spurs, Rockets. I'm not saying this is true, but in a winter league, the NBA is a winter league, October, November, December, January, February, March, most of it, 80% is winter. What does my what does Florida have? Miami Heat are good. What does Texas have in the winter? And what does California have? Mild winter weather. Mm. By the way, Kevin Durant could have gone anywhere. Mild winter weather. He went to Phoenix. He went back west. So, and my takeaway is, it's easier to get free agents. It's it it's warmer. I mean, that's why it's so weird. Like Boston doesn't get as many free agents. You have to draft. Same with Philadelphia. Same with D.C. and New York. You'd think you know players would want to go there. It, 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 there is something to be said in a winter league that the state of Florida, Texas, California hmm. produce a lot of good NBA basketball teams and dynasties. Well, Players want to stay. If, if this network came to you and said, Colin, you can do this show from anywhere in the country you want, would you pick probably five warm weather places to consider? Or oh, would yeah. you pick any cold weather places to no, do I the would show pick. From? I mean, that's, this is, I love Chicago. So if I'd say, can I go to Chicago six months a year? I love Chicago, but I would say by and large, again, if you're young, I'm, I'm, I'm older, but if you're 26 years old and you're in a winter league, 
Wouldn't you rather be in Phoenix, California, Texas, Florida? I would. Yeah. I mean, nothing again. I, I spend a lot of time in the Pacific Northwest. It's beautiful. The winters are dreary. Yeah, you're indoors, like cooped up for like five months. That's not fun. No. So it, this is interesting. So uh, somebody put up, whoever did this, Jokic against the all-time great centers, Kareem, Shaq, Malone, and Akeem. And for our radio audience, it's kind of complicated. But for our TV audience, it's not. Only Kareem in terms of championships, MVPs, and first-time All-NBA in your first eight seasons. Jokic is better than Shaq, Moses Malone, who I watched, Akeem. He's not Kareem, but Kareem, in my opinion, is easily the best center in the history of the league. But all five are very unique, and that's what's interesting about bigs. A lot of small players can have similar games. Bigs are all different. So Jokic is noteworthy for his passing and playmaking. Akeem was known for his footwork and defense. Shaq for his power, Kareem for the skyhook, and Malone for his rebounding. Um, Jokic, though, is easily the most diverse in terms of skill set. He does more things well than all those guys, including Kareem. Kareem didn't pass like that, but that or he didn't shoot like that. Either did Shaq, Moses, uh, or any big. Jokic may never be, he'll never be as good a two-way player as Akeem. Akeem was good O and D. He'll never be as memorable as Shaq. He'll never be as productive as Kareem. Kareem just played forever and on great teams with great teammates. But in terms of, I mean, here's all you need to know. Jokic could lead the league in assists. Years ago, there was a there was a moment in Wilt Chamberlain's career when he just wanted to lead the NBA. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to lead it in like rebounding. And he just did. Uh, Jokic could lead the league in assists. I mean, he was third without actively trying to lead the NBA in assists. So, uh, but all these bigs tend to be different. Russell and Wilt had totally different games and personalities. Embiid and Jokic, totally different games and personalities. Shaq and Akeem, totally different games and personalities. Uh, Jokic feels very European. Humble, no ego, good passing, high skill, played with men when he was younger, so he developed pretty quickly. But uh, I don't see it going away. Let's bring in somebody whose greatness was also largely defined by the state of Colorado, Joel Klatt. Eight weeks away right. from college football. Oh, man. Now, now were you... Like, growing up in Denver, I never thought I would see this. The well, Nuggets, man... When turn I that mic on if we could. Yeah, there we go. I never I never thought I would see the Nuggets win a NBA... Ch- I mean, this was wild last night. I had... I was trying to tell my boys, like, guys, this is not normal. And they're like, oh, this always happens. The Avs won, you know? And I'm like, no, 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 no. This, this doesn't always Didn't happen. Didn't the Rockies get to a World Series? They did. They got swept. Remember, they had that crazy run. I think they won like 21 out of 22 games, but then had nine days off, and the Sox swept them. That's right. Yeah. And so the Avs have won. Yep. The the Broncos have won, uh, and now the Nuggets have won. Nuggets have had some good teams. I grew up in the Alex English, Fat Lever, Dan Issel era. Yeah. When I was a kid, and we didn't have all this cable, is that you didn't know about them. All you knew is they scored 130 a night. That's right. I remember that old McNichols Arena. Yes. That's where I used to go with my dad. My dad and my brother and I were all on a text chain last night, oh. reminiscing about old McNichols Arena, going to watch, you know, Fat Lever and all these guys. Well, I yeah. think it's funny. Yesterday, J Mac talked about this. Is uh, it's weird. So I'm a West Coast guy. That the, the city I've spent the least amount of time in, not because I don't love it, is Denver. Because it is a different time zone, yep. and and by the way, if you want to ski, Utah's closer. So you, a lot for for me, it's <laughs> yeah, like I can, I can get Colorado in. skiing's better. Well, it's very good. I'm not going to deny that. But it was funny to watch 
Peyton Manning decided, I'm going to live here. Yeah. Russell Wilson, by the way, basically chose Denver. Is that there is something about it. People don't know this who have never lived there. I would argue Denver West, it's the best sports city. They love everything. Oh, yeah. No, I, I absolutely agree Bowling. with that. Even the Rockies, who have never won a division title, ever, they, there's 20,000, 25,000 every single night. Yeah. You know, I mean, they, they, they draw fantastic. It's a Broncos city. Yeah. There's no doubt. And I'll tell you the other team that they'll get behind if they start to win, the Colorado Buffaloes. Because Boulder is just 20 minutes up the road. And that place is on fire right now for Dion. Okay, so you just interviewed Dion. You know, there's part of me that thinks he's getting Colorado attention, which they've never had. And now he's down to like 13 players because he's disassembled He's not it. down to 13 I mean, players. That's such hyperbole. Little, well, that's what this show's all about. Don't you, <laughs> don't you worry a little bit about him running off three quarters with the kids? No. What? No. Colorado was 1-11 last year and lost by an average of 29 points. 29! Like, they were the worst team in the Power Five by a wide margin. Northwestern was the closest to them, right, in terms of, like, really bad teams. Yeah. Northwestern was a one-win team. They lost by an average of 14. 29-14. to 14. He had to clean house. It's absolutely within the rules and as a first-year head coach at a location. You can go in and you can bring in as many you know, first-time scholarships as you want. And he had to clean house. This is going to be a substantially better team. You go from 85 scholarships, even if he only has 60 guys on scholarship, those 60 guys are going to be substantially better than what they had a year ago. This team is going to look nothing like it did, and that's a good thing. And this is what he intended to do right from the get-go. I was you know, involved to a, a certain extent in knowing what his plan was, Yeah, and this was always the plan. He let the, the players know right away what the standard was and then allowed it to, to play out. If you weren't good enough or you didn't want to be uh, accountable to the standard that he was setting, then you're no longer there. So, a couple other things to talk about. Right now, and it's, this was not the case three or four years ago, it appears Michigan is now the class of the Big Ten. Man, I mean, and, and, that's true. And also, it's not just that they beat Ohio State. They have a clear identity. It is now yeah. power football. And by the way, you look at who they're bringing back, this is his best team. Yes. So this, this is what is so fascinating, is that I would classify both of the last two wins for Michigan as upsets. Um, and Even I, this last year? Even this last year. I, I don't think that Michigan beats that Ohio State team, you know, six out of ten. I think okay. they might beat them three or four out of ten. Like okay. I'm not saying it's drastically a, a, a difference, but you saw in the game against Georgia with Ohio State, like the talent level is, yes. is very clear. There's some things that happened in that game. I'm not taking anything away because Michigan, they did have an identity and they 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 beat Ohio State thoroughly. What I am trying to say though is that I don't think that would be the case if they did it a third time. No, I, they bring back all the key pieces to me. They have a team that is likely going to be favored to win the Big Ten East, is going to be ranked higher than Ohio State to start the year, and they've beat them their last two games. So your initial premise, I th there's not an argument. You can't push back against that. Who's the class of the Big Ten currently, today, as we speak? It's Michigan. Yeah. And, and that's even with the talent that Ohio State has accumulated over the last few years. Michigan does have the clear identity. And it's an identity, by the way, that is specifically to beat Ohio State. You know, they target them and they specifically look at them and they're like, what we do gives you 
trouble. Right. And 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 that's what's so fascinating about it. This year, that that East division, and this is the last year that we're going to have divisions in the Big Ten. Penn State's going to start in the top five. Ohio State's going to start in the top five. And Michigan's going to start in the top five. That is going to be an absolute great run in that division. I tend to like irascible characters. No. I, I like people. That doesn't seem like you at all. Brian Kelly... You love Brian Kelly. Most underrated team in the country is going to be LSU. Why did you used to take shots at Notre Dame, though? Well, first of all, they were very average for a long time. As America's honesty broker, call them as I see them. <laughs> uh, then they got very good with him. They did. Remember, they the Manti Teo teams got to the national championship. Overachieved. They didn't have any NFL guys. They'd get boxed. At the very end, I good. saw him match up twice with Georgia, lose both close. They could play with anybody. It's like Michigan now. Michigan can beat anybody in the country. Sure. Not saying they would, but they could. Ohio State, for the record, outplayed Georgia and should have beaten them. So let's not make Georgia and all that. They're great. I don't think they'll no, win I mean, they're straight. the class of the sport right now. But Brian Kelly, and I listen, the Notre Dame thing was rocky. The death of a student, um, it was bad. But let's, let's be honest. He and Lincoln Riley, this, this was not the case our entire lives with the transfer portal. I think USC and LSU can absolutely play for a national title. Well, this year is going to be a little bit wide open. We, uh, I mean, we touched a little bit on Michigan in terms of a big, big Ten perspective, but let's just look at the now the national perspective of college football. The power teams in terms of recruiting and winning championships, all right, would be Alabama and Georgia. If you were to throw one more team in that recruits at that level, you would include Ohio State. Okay, is that yeah. fair? Yeah, okay. absolutely. All three of those teams are going to be breaking in new quarterbacks. All three of them. Then you've got Michigan. They've got their quarterback, and he's back. You've got a team like LSU, quarterback back. USC, quarterback back. If this, if, if you're looking at and a not year, just quarterbacks, like good ones. Good ones, very good ones. I mean, Caleb Williams is a generational talent. You've got, you've got Heisman contending quarterbacks back McCarthy, for all three of those. Michigan's guy I see in mock drafts is a late first, early second round. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, he's a talented guy. There's, there's no doubt about it. So now you've got that level of quarterback back. You've got rosters that are getting better at all three locations. They will be better teams next year than they were this last season at all three of those locations. If you're looking for a year in which you're going to get a champion that is not Georgia or not Alabama or not Ohio State, this is the year that you would look towards. And not Clemson. I'll, I'll throw them in there because they've kind of dominated the championship landscape to some degree as well. This is, this is the year. Um, and if I'm one of those coaches, if I'm Brian Kelly, Lincoln Riley, Jim Harbaugh, lean into that. Yeah. Go after it. Yeah. You know, set the standard high because the, the fact remains is that it's a quarterback sport. Yeah. As much as we took shots at Stetson Bennett, man, he made plays at times. He's a pretty good athlete. And so th this, is, this is the moment for those teams. We saw TCU make a run, get to the national championship game. You can do it. You don't have to be Georgia and Alabama. Even though Georgia's won back-to-back -back national championships, these teams are going to have a really good shot next year to take it the distance. Uh, by the way, uh, you know, the Big Ten fans are very proud fans. And when USC and UCLA announced they were going to it, you heard this. Oh, cold weather football. Well, they're only going to play four road games, okay? And by the way, the last one will be against each other. So the last game UCLA or USC play is in warm weather in Southern California. The latest they can play in the Big Ten is like November 17th, which by and large, mostly, it's not snowing. And, and generally speaking, will never be in primetime at night. You know, so you're in the in the daytime in November seventeenth. I mean, listen, it'll it'll be cold. I'm not gonna. I do. But look at this. I do, I do those games. Here's the here's the Big Ten opponents. Go ahead. 
So I, I just look at these and I think to myself, it's better for USC and UCLA. I mean, USC in 2024 gets the Michigan fans, the Iowa fans, and the Wisconsin fans. All three travel incredibly well, sold-out stadiums. Washington State, Oregon State. Oregon State's really good. They don't travel like that. So for USC and UCLA, UCLA's had trouble selling tickets. This year, in 2024, they're going to get Ohio State at home. You're going to have 80,000 people at the Rose Bowl. There'll be more Ohio State fans there. Yeah, but that's fine. Yeah, it's, but, uh, to your point, yeah, but I, be but I, It's funny when the Big Ten... Same with Nebraska, by the way. When the Big Ten schedules came out, I'm like, this is exactly why they don't. In a very distracted L.A. market, you can sell out the USC-UCLA game. Yeah. But now you get all these Michigan, Wisconsin, Penn State, Nebraska, Ohio State fans... It is so good for the L.A. schools. These are going to be national TV, 80,000. Like, I just can't. I saw the schedules come out, and I was like, God, now you see why they left. I, I Well, y- yes. I mean, that's even more so than what they lived. They had to leave. They were they were forced to leave. Look, the, the Pac-12 still doesn't have a media deal. I know. I mean, for crying out loud. So th- that's a totally moot point. They left. They had to. They're in a better spot. Now you look at what is it in practice? What is it in reality? Well, you look at those schedules. That's a really good schedule. It's a good schedule for your home fans. It's a good schedule for parity within the conference. And it's a good schedule to try to compete for a playoff spot. In particular, as we move into 2024 and 25, where we've got the expanded playoff. I love what the Big Ten did in terms of scheduling. I like that they stayed at nine games in the conference. The SEC should absolutely do that. Yeah. It's absurd that we don't play the same schedule makeup across college football. But having said that, the only saying that we're going to... Only fixing one game like the rivalry game, or, or maybe a second for some schools, and then allowing the rest of the schedule to float year to year. Yeah. I think it's going to help the Big Ten in the long run. It's going to drive more parity. Now you're going to try to have four or five really good schools to try to get into a 12-team playoff rather than just scheduling so that one team's undefeated and goes to the BCS or into the college football playoff. So I like what they've done from a scheduling standpoint. And if you're a, a fan, like as, as you are, of these West Coast teams, the idea of going to the Rose Bowl or going to the Coliseum and seeing some of those teams come in, Michigan, Ohio State, Wisconsin, they travel Nebraska. Like 20, fans. They're going to travel great, and the atmosphere is going to be outstanding. It's going to be outstanding. And by the way, you're going to be playing in much better windows. You're not going to be playing at 7 p.m. on the West Coast where no one can find your game. You know, what channels? Are on? I don't know. It's going to be on prime time, East Coast prime time, I'm talking about, and it's going to be on a network. It's going to be, you know, NBC's got that that nighttime game now. CBS has that 3.30 game in the Big Ten. You're going to know where you're playing. It's going to be on network television. This deal for USC and UCLA is going to be really good. It really is. I'm very excited. We're about eight weeks out. Um, you have a college football podcast wherever you get podcasts. Um, now, again, a lot of people think I play favorites. I'm discouraged by that, <laughs> but it is what it is. Let's pivot to USC again. Oh, well, I have, we shall. I have had now an NFL executive of note and a college coach tell me. They said, Caleb is a more refined Mahomes at this point. Yeah. No, that's that's absolutely correct. It's absolutely correct. Mahomes, there were ahead co- of his schedule. Well, there was questions about I remember Mahomes wasn't even the, the number one overall pick. Everyone right now would be like, oh, yeah, he was. No, 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 no. There were questions and eyebrows raised when Andy Reid selected him where he did. Wasn't it 14th? Am I breaking that up? 11, 12, something along those lines? 
I've told you this story before, but was what was very fascinating about that draft, it was the draft in Philadelphia. John Gruden was still working at ESPN. He was having breakfast in the morning at the hotel. I went down to have breakfast, and he's there. He's like, hey, Clack, come on over here. He's like, what do you think about Mahomes? He raises his eyebrow like this, and I'm like, I thought I had the answer. I was like, well, I, no one succeeded from that offense, that air raid offense. So I don't know, man. You know, he retreats a lot. I just, I don't see it. That's what I tell him. I said, I, I said, I don't see it. What an idiot I am, right? Who's the idiot? This what, guy. What did he say? He said, you know, all of us who touched Favre, that's who we see. And he says, Andy's taking him tonight. And I was like, whoa. And this was, I was like, that's, that's crazy. And then sure enough, that's what's panned out. Well, here's the deal. Caleb Williams doesn't have those same question marks that Mahomes did. Yeah. Because the offense is more NFL in terms of what Lincoln Riley does. His production is off the charts. His ability to scramble and throw the ball down the field, to create, to do all of those things athletically, have the arm angle and the touch and the power with his arm that only Mahomes had in college. Like this guy has it all. This is he's he's the best college quarterback I've seen in a long time, maybe ever. Yeah, I know that. The, listen, the, you just said you talked about hyperbole before. Maybe ever because he is Mahomes, but a better version I at thought, this I, point. I thought Andrew Luck was the the college quarterback. I thought, oh, that. But remember, you could put Andrew in a box. Yeah. Now he was mobile and and powerful. He was phenomenal, and I'm not, you know. But th- this this has like. Williams has like the best parts of of Mahomes and and even Luck and even like an Elway with some of that innate escapability yeah. that Elway had even going back to his Stanford days. I tell you, man, like the only thing that's going to get in Caleb's way is Caleb. Yeah, he and his me, mentality yeah. and and you know all the antics. Well, that's the only thing that's going to get in his way. Yeah, I, th- I thought during Oregon State he got frustrated on the sidelines. They pulled something out of him. Yeah, he, the he, fingernails against Utah. You know things like that. That's a, th- those are the things that are going to be like ah. stay away from that. Right. Yeah, I just sounded like you. At least I didn't talk about his backwards hat. You know what? You don't see it on Caleb. He's a grown up. You don't see Gun Show, Will Levis. I don't like that nonsense. You don't? No. Levis is great. Love Levis. He's a good kid. Great. I'm not saying he's not a good kid. Well, I'm saying he's a great kid. I don't think Baker Mayfield's a bad kid. No, of course he's not. But you took shots at him. No. I had used data and my eyes to <laughs> formulate a very data. strong opinion. I do want to tell you, like, that that series that I had, and the interview came out this week. I talked with Dion, Big Noon Conversations on my podcast, Joel Klatt Show. The conversations are really good. So so we had Dion this week, over, you know, 30 minutes of a, just a great conversation with Dion. Next week, Nick Saban. We got Greg Sankey coming up all summer. Have you already big, done the interviews? Yes. Okay. They're already in the can. Uh, all of them in person. And... Chip Kelly's on this. Ryan Day is on this. Every Monday, we're going to drop another really good, overarching conversation about college football. Big Noon Conversations, Joel Klatt Show. Check it out this summer. It's a really good series. How's Dion fitting in Boulder? Great. Here's the thing is that D- Dion is a refrigerator, right? He's, he's, he's not the glass of, of milk in the room. The glass of milk is going to turn into whatever temperature the room it's in. Yeah. Dion is going to turn everything around him into his temperature he he is the sun he is the gravity he's the magnet this is what's so great about him it's like oh they don't have a great recruiting base no 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 no. Dion is the recruiting base 
This is what you don't understand. Like, is he going to fit in, in Boulder? No, no, no. Is Boulder going to fit with Dion? Yeah. Like, Dion is his own gravitational pull, which is why he's so perfect for them. They need this. Like, they need air to breathe. He makes them absolutely relevant. What do you major in at Colorado? Economics. Really? Yeah. What happened? What <laughs> Just joking. No, so you were a, you were an econ major. I was an econ major. Well, you're pretty That's good right. at the business thing. There we go. Yeah, and I mean, you went to class and stuff. I mean, yeah. All right. For the most part. <laughs> For the most part. It's hard to be. It was asked. a little different when I played, right? Like they didn't check classes. I do remember, like, real quick story. I get done with minor league baseball. I come back. I'm 21 years old. You know, I'm a freshman. I'm 21. And they're like, what dorm would you like to stay in? I'm like, do you really want a 21-year-old in the dorm? They're like, good point. You can stay in an apartment. I'm like, perfect. Then they're like, okay, let's talk about study hall. And I was like, I tell you what. I'll get. If my GPA stays at 3.0, I don't have to do study hall. And they were like, deal. And so I never did it. And then I had a strict personal policy I don't recommend this for any of you at home, but it was a personal policy. I didn't go to class on Friday. Just a personal policy. I also tended not to go on Tuesday and Thursday. So I would go and take only Monday, Wednesday, Friday classes, but then not go on Friday unless there was a test. It was good for my mental health. Listen, I am for, people talk about the four-day work week. I'm down to two. Are you? And willing to go to one. <laughs> it's all negotiable to me. Oh, man, that's so good. Clat, it is great to see you. You got good me all. You. I'm going to you know, I'm gonna get my Phil. It's around the corner, man. Like It's almost my here. Fi- well, my Phil Steele book's about three days away. It comes oh, that's in the a mail. good one. That's a good when one. When it arrives, I, like, literally people go, what are you going to do for summer reading? And I'm like, have you ever heard of the author Phil Steele? Yeah. He's, he, he comes out with a great addition every summer. And by the way, while you're, you're in your summer reading, you can get into your summer listening. Joel Klatt's show, wherever you get your podcasts. There you go. Big noon conversations all summer. Summer listening is big these days. Yeah. The kids. Yeah. Kids love it. Great seeing you, buddy. Unbelievable to see you. One more Herd? The Herd streams 24 hours a day, seven days a week within the iHeartRadio app. Search Herd to listen live or on demand whenever you'd like. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cd for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required comparison based on bank rate average federally insured by ncua this is it we've got an amex platinum pro on our hands ladies and gentlemen we haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the centurion lounge is he connecting to complimentary wi-fi oh my look at that he is and you will not believe where he's going next the amex dedicated card member entrance for the win Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. 
Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think. Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. He's, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because they ain't it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. To gain visibility and control over your financials, e-commerce, inventory, and more, take advantage special financing from NetSuite by Oracle. No payments or interest for six months. Just go to netsuite.com slash herd. Best offer in 22 years of that business. J-Mac with the news. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. This is the Herdline News. The beauty of this segment is that the staff knows me so well. Players I like, teams I like, they just get these stories in. So we're going to start with Jamal Murray. You know, a guy near and dear to my heart. I'm a huge fan. Did you see him crying last night? Yeah, I loved it. That was awesome. That was like a heartwarming moment. He battled back from the torn ACL, which he suffered in April 2021. Uh, to become an NBA champ in just two years. There's all these cool videos going around of after the injury, the road back. It's really heartwarming stuff if you're like a sports fan. I don't know. Have you ever had like a significant injury you just you no, know, battled but back I think, from? I think what was great is he got hurt and he was genuinely concerned he that was. Denver was going to bail on him. Yeah. And they're like, we got your back. Let's get better. Let's be patient. Denver's ride here has gone from interesting, good, very good, great, and a lot of this, this thing doesn't work as good as Jokic is. None of this happens without Murray. I mean, even even the Aaron Gordon stuff. He was considered, you know, awesome player at Arizona. Really high high profile recruit. And then a miss by Orlando. He was considered a bust. Like, oh, I can't win. He's not a number Same one. Same with Wiggins. He goes to Denver, and he's awesome and instrumental. He's a champion. When, when he got into foul trouble last night. Now, nobody would have said this two months ago in the NBA, but when they took him off the floor, That's I was right. like, oh, oh, Denver's in big trouble without Gordon. Did you see what happened? They put uh, Bam, went right at Jeff Green, two That's- possessions. They're like, whoa, whoa, we need to get DeAndre <laughs> Jordan. Let's dust him off. Let's find him on the bench. Anyway, Jamal Murray uh, talked, uh, got a little emotional during the trophy presentation about his journey. It's just an amazing feeling. You know, I uh, love sweat and tears to get back to this point. Um, everybody, my, my team in here, everybody on the floor, believe in me. Believe me to get back to myself, and uh, and uh, we proved a lot of doubters wrong. And I mean, look at this. That's awesome. Pretty cool. I mean, he's never been an all-star. I was. I, I don't know that there's ten guards I would take ahead of him in the league. Well, I think his playmaking now. I, I, you and I talked about this. I don't think he's quite as athletic as Devin Booker, but now that he added the playmaking level, it's like, oh, that's that's a whole. People forget. J-Mac, you and I talked about this last week. It used to be if you if you averaged 10 assists, that was worth 20 points. But now with a three-point shot, 10 assists can be worth 23, 24 points. And so when Murray adds that element of a playmaker, and, and he does get occasionally too sloppy, he's a little bit of a one-hand passer, but when he adds that element, you're like, okay, now, now, like we talk about Jalen Brown, He's becoming a better scorer and a playmaker. That's a different level player in this league. Everyone on this team, like even Michael Porter Jr., remember, ballyhooed young high school player, college. Then he had the back injury, and Denver still paid him that huge salary. Remember the quiz yesterday? He's the highest paid player in the finals. And I had said, like, he might be undervalued here. He had a great game last night. I think he had 16 points, 13 boards. And then that fast break where he put it between his legs. 
kind of a ball. That was, I was a like, huge. Oh my, six foot ten, and he's doing that. Felt great for Michael Porter. Just uh, uh, did you find? Team. I found my. I've got nothing against Miami. I found myself really last night as a fan rooting for Denver. Also financially, I was interested in Denver. They didn't cover the spread, but no. uh, I found myself watching. Russ and Peyton Manning and Sean Payton and all the great old Nuggets. I was t- and watching the cr- fans in Denver. Like you could see how nervous some were crying. I th- I don't know what the TV rating was. I found it to be totally captivating television. Yeah. And usually you and I don't necessarily root per se. I was nothing against Miami, but Miami's got all sorts yeah. of championships. I was rooting for Denver. Up. Last year, everybody wanted Curry to get that Finals MVP. That was like the last trophy yeah, missing, yeah. right? Uh, everybody was happy for Giannis the year before, right? Giannis is oh, is he going to leave? Or wins a title, fifty points in game, whatever it was. I wonder who that team's going to be next year that everybody's rooting for. Is it going to be Joel Embiid? Is it going to be wherever Damian Lillard goes? I think it's going to be the Celtics, perhaps, with Tatum and Brown I, if they run it. I'll say this. I don't think Boston's getting better. I can see Philadelphia, New York, Cleveland with another year, Miami, Milwaukee all getting better. The fascinating team to me next year, Brad Stevens, a little reluctant to make big sweeping changes. If you're Boston and you watch Miami land Dame, are you just bringing the fellas back? Because Miami, you can watch them and go, they just need Dame. You can see it. They're... If, if they had Dame tomorrow, even against Denver, you'd be like, oh, that's a six-game, seven-game series. That's interesting. Uh, next up, uh, big free agent domino fell yesterday. Fred Van Vliet. Remember, I like him for the Lakers. Yes. Uh, reportedly will decline his $22.8 million player option, become an unrestricted free agent. He has not ruled out negotiating a new deal with the Raptors, but it seems like they're kind of moving on to a new era. Nick Nurse has moved on. Um He's going to have suitors, that's for sure. He's very oh. good. I, listen, San Antonio Spurs are bringing out Wembenyama. You want a culture setter, a hardworking grinder. Love that. Fred Van Vliet is a champion. I, I think I, I think the Spurs should explore that. Um, By I think the Lakers way, should be in the mix for him. Boston. A true facilitator of an offense. They would have to. Marcus Smart. Yeah, no, no. Yeah. Marcus Smart, Derek White, couple of draft picks. That, to me, is the move by Bob. Because Van Vliet's a guy, he's a facilitator. Three-point shooter, tough, gritty. I think the Marcus Smart thing, and also Marcus Smart is a defensive guy first. You can see it in the offense. We've talked about this. Boston's offense is like the Clippers sometimes. It's it's wing-driven. It's too free-flowing. I want a real offensive guard. Mm. I would give up a lot. I would give you... I would give you Marcus Smart, multiple picks, one of my bench bench guys. Chris Paul on the cheap in Phoenix or Fred Van Vliet on, on like a lengthier deal? Oh, Fred Van Vliet. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's in his prime. He's reliable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, final story. DeAndre Hopkins visiting the Patriots this week. Mac Jones, of course, was asked about Hopkins potentially coming to New England. And he was, let's just say, very thrilled about adding Hop. I think that's definitely a hypothetical, but I think DeAndre is a great player. I mean, you watch this film from... You know, college all the way through the NFL, he's done a great job. So, um, obviously, we'd love to have him, but we, we do have a great group of guys, and um, we just know that we want to win. Yeah, I think he'd be a good fit there. He'd be a good fit a lot of places. Yeah, but I mean, New England really needs a one. It just doesn't seem like a Belichick move, does it? Yeah, but when you can't draft a position, then go get it. Yeah. By the way, what do you make of DeAndre? Think, just think about this. DeAndre Hopkins is making visits. Okay? Aaron Rodgers sat at home and the Jets flew to him. 
I'm not well, saying Hopkins Aaron's is obvious. A, Aaron's a superstar it. quarterback. But if Hopkins, if there was a market for Hopkins, wouldn't people be beating down his door going to see him? Well, I He's got to go see the Titans and the Patriots? Well, they, they treat him very well. I'm sure they give him a first-class ticket. He's probably not in comfort or economy I'm class. not saying that, but I'm just... Aaron's different. You you go to Aaron. Half, like, you go to Aaron. It doesn't seem like the market is there for him well, the I way don't, he thought it would be. Well, I think that the one thing is, I don't, I don't, I've never, never looked, nobody traded for him with Arizona. I, I've never, I think he's a playmaker. I don't think he's a burner. I don't think he's Tyreek Hill. I think right. he's a playmaker. Uh, the other thing is he's a little older now. The other thing is, this is the one position that college football furnishes the NFL with 20 good players a year. They don't, do, edge rushers, there's about two good ones a year. Quarterback, mm. two. Running back, four. Linebacker, seven or eight. Wide receiver, minimum 15 receivers come into the league every year and can absolutely play. You know what this smells like? DeAndre Hopkins to the Chiefs on a one-year incentive-laden $3 million deal or something really small like that. I don't think he's going to get a big contract, do you? Just doesn't feel like it. Well, they're not paying, Wouldn't it be done? They're not paying Mac Jones. They're not paying. I mean, they didn't give Juju money. I mean, who's New England paying? Okay, are you, if you're DeAndre, you you go into New England for $10 million just to throw a number out, or Kansas City for $2.5 million with incentives to go to 3 or 4 As an older receiver, I'd take the money and go with Belichick. Oh, really? $7.5 million difference? I would take the money. I get it. It's, there are different times in your okay. life. Juju Smith just did the opposite. Went to Kansas City, didn't get paid and a I lot. Didn't he like made new, more than two million. I did not like that move he had by a good New year, And then he goes to the Patriots and gets paid. So why wouldn't you go to the better team with the better quarterback, showcase your skills, and then you pick your I don't own. think it's a terrible idea. I just I think when you get to be an older receiver and somebody offers you 10, you take it. You got to take it. Right, but, he's, but, not, he's not a fossil here. Like, no, like no, Odell no. Beckham. I, I'm a huge fan. I, yeah. I think in New England and Tennessee, he's a great fit. Is that it? It's all. J-Mac with the news. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. The Herd Live. Be sure to catch live editions of The Herd weekdays at noon Eastern, 9 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, FS1, and the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is Tom Verducci from Fox Sports, MLB Network, and Sports Illustrated. And I'm Joe Madden, and we're going to be around to talk a little bit about managerial decisions and what may have occurred in the dugout maybe in the 1980s. It's the Book of Joe podcast. I can't wait for this, Joe. We're going to dive into what goes on in the dugout and behind the scenes in Major League Baseball. Cars, wine, whatever else we want to talk about. Yeah, well, there are no boundaries, right? Listen to the Book of Joe podcast on the iHeartRadio app, on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. 
What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think you could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Saturday on Fox, baseball's most iconic rivalry takes center stage as the Yankees battle Rafael Devers and the Red Sox, or the Rays take on the Padres. Catch it all next Saturday at 7 Eastern on Fox. Check for the game in your area. You know, I think about this all the time when I watch great players, and I can remember having this conversation with a friend like 15 years ago. The the truly great players are even greater than you think. Because, I mean, think about how everybody in Peyton Manning's division when he was in Indianapolis, every GM in that division literally built a defense to stop Peyton Manning. Think how great Kobe Bryant was. You literally devised a game plan to stop Kobe. Not the other guys. Nobody devised a game plan to stop Derek Fisher, Robert Ory, Rick Fox. Good players. You devised a game plan to stop Kobe, and he still scored 34. Is that the difference between Mahomes and even Burrow and Josh Allen is, like, significant? And a lot of it's Andy Reid. Some of it's Andy Reid. But I saw this story this morning. The Chiefs could feature the NFL's only $3 million backfield. They just don't pay anybody in the backfield. And because you have Andy Reid, who's the best play designer and probably play caller of my life, Bill Walsh up there, Sean Payton. And then Mahomes is the most talented and intuitive uh, player that you can just do things other people can't do. Think how good Josh Allen is. He needs a better running back. He's had competent running backs. They're not good enough. Think how good Joe Mixon is. To me, the second-best quarterback in the league. He absolutely benefited greatly from Joe Burrow. Aaron Rodgers needed Aaron Jones. I thought Drew Brees' last three or four years of his career relied heavily on Alvin Kamara. Mahomes and Andy Reid, it's totally different. Just think about this. As good, everybody freaked out when Kansas City moved off Tyreek Hill. Okay. So look at Mahomes' numbers with Tyreek Hill and without him. They're better. He threw for 400 more yards. Four more TDs, fewer interceptions, and a significantly higher passer rating without Tyreek Hill. And so between Reed and Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, Mahomes literally without Tyreek Hill had more yards, more touchdowns, fewer interceptions, higher passer rating, more points a game without Tyreek Hill. Rookies, cast-offs, players from the Giants, Sky Moore, totally different ball game. So... When people talk about this, don't kid yourself. Running backs matter to Burrow. Lamar Jackson, by the way, when J.K. Dobbins got hurt, they mattered to Breeze, Rodgers. They just don't matter. 
because of Andy Reid and Kelsey. They just don't matter for Kansas City. I mean, Saquon Barkley, I saw a story this morning, doesn't rule out sitting out this year. Wait until you see Daniel Jones without, playoff Daniel Jones without Saquon Barkley. By the way, Geno Smith, I think he led the NFL this year in passer rating, got to the playoffs, Hall of Fame level coach. What did the Seahawks do with their, I think it was their second pick or their third pick in the draft? Second round. They went and got another running back. Like he needs another star running back. So this idea that running backs don't matter. No, they don't matter to Mahomes. But you see this all the time is that we don't even understand. Literally Miami, their entire game plan was to disrupt Jokic. He still becomes the MVP of the series. Like he's so much better than everybody else. Mahomes is so much better. Everybody in that division I mean, the Chargers, what do they do with Mahomes? They go out and get a defensive coach, try to slow him down. The Eagles had two weeks to prepare. Can't stop him late in the game. So I, when I see these stories about running backs, listen, even if you have a really high-end quarterback, Lamar, Herbert, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, running backs matter. That's why when that, J-Mac, when the Vikings move off Delvin Cook, I'm like, be very careful. Be very careful. Like, Delvin's really good. Kirk Cousins is solid. But th th this narrative, like, I know nobody wants to pay running backs. Take Mahomes out. There's no question that Josh Allen, and to Buffalo's credit, they pinpointed it in the offseason. They had to get better at running back. For Josh Allen and Stephon Diggs and a very good defense. They had to get better at running back. So I think the narrative's gone way too far. Running backs don't matter. They don't matter for Mahomes. Do they matter for Justin Herbert? Absolutely. Okay. I've been doing my NFL previews a little bit. They mat I think a running back mattered to Herbert under the last coach uh, who was running the offense. Under Kellen Moore, I don't know that's the case. Kellen Moore likes to go a little deeper. I think Eckler's probably gone from the Chargers after this season. Well, we'll see. We'll see I, how it works. I, I think they can they can go get Kareem Hunt on the cheap. He's by the way, he's still out there. Um, I don't know. I Joe Burrow does he need a running back? Well, I think Mixon was now. Does he today? I'm not sure. But Mixon helped him a lot when that O line was falling apart. Mixon got short yards. Mixon mattered. I like Mixon more than you do, uh, but I I think he was crucial. All right, hour three around the corner. Nick Wright stopping by. It's the herd. Fire the grill and fire up the party. Get the Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Smoke, roast, and sear on the same grill. Go from low and slow on smoke boost mode at 180 degrees all the way to high heat sear at 600 degrees. It's got a full grate sear zone so you can put more food on the flame. Food will look as good as it tastes. This grill is hot in 15 minutes and cleanup is easy. You can also add a heavy-duty rotisserie or rust-resistant griddle insert to up your game. Get fired up for your new Weber Searwood Pellet Grill. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.
Open a limited-time 11-month certificate at Kemba Financial Credit Union. At 5.25% APY, it's more than triple the national average, plus it's a safe and secure way to grow your money. Visit your local branch or kemba.org slash cb for details. Offer expires May 31st, 2024. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. $500 minimum and $250,000 maximum deposit. Advantage status required. Comparison based on bank rate average. Federally insured by NCUA. 